Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turn down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 150 150 of do rags and boat shoes um it's been a couple weeks since i dropped an episode um and i had two in the chamber i was going to drop uh this past tuesday i had 150 and 151 that i had in the chamber already had them edited and stuff and i was going to upload them that tuesday night uh, just this past Tuesday to hit y'all with two episodes like I do if I skip a week or two and um, I Something told me not to upload them yet uh, Because both episodes I did back-to-back and they relied heavy on this whole uh, Jussie Smollett uh, Bullshit that's been going on And I was up here, you know wagging my finger and you know talking to you know shitting on the the MAGA crowd, you know, on at 150, then 151, I was talking about how can you blame uh, Kevin Hart because people was trying to blame it on Kevin Hart when the when the story initially broke out and shit. And then you start getting to thinking, and your gears start turning, and you like this is just the perfect fucking crime, right? They saying this is MAGA country. Somebody had on a goddamn MAGA hat. They threw bleach on this man, put a rope around his neck, and then he was out at two o'clock in the morning getting some Subway sandwiches. I thought he was out cruising for some dick or something like that, or I thought it was gonna come out maybe later. This is what I initially thought why I didn't drop the episodes. I thought he was out, you know, looking for some dick and he came on to a wrong group of people or some shit like that. You know, tried to bust his asshole open for him or something in public, you know, or do some shit where he grabbed a nigga's crotch or something like that, or a white nigga's crotch. And then it then it was just like, oh, here comes uh, the Chicago PD, which is crooked as fuck. They're investigating Jussie. I'm just like, what? You investigating him? And then they they got two Nigerian brothers who were extras on the show <laughs> in custody. You like, oh, okay, wait, what? And then the feds are coming in and they're investigating the the letter because initially there was a letter a few weeks back that got sent to Fox Studios or the Empire uh, stage set or whatever uh, that was talking about that he needs, Jesse needs to die or something like that. And then, you know, after this happened, I think this was after this happened, uh, he was talking about he fought the fuck back and he's the gay Tupac and all this other shit then he did that interview on good morning america and i'm just like damn i feel bad for dude but this was like the perfect crime it was like it had a little bit of homophobia in it had some racism in it you know everybody shitting on the cheeto in chief so it was just and it was just like it's just a little too perfect but i knew the chicago pd they're crooked as fuck you know i wish we could ask laquan mcdonald but he's he's 
dead rest in peace young man uh you know he knows all about them crooked ass cops and uh then i was just like i don't believe that they said that jesse set this up like how why why would he fucking do that right and then you start seeing democratic uh presidential candidates start using this to protect gay folks and uh, other queers and then uh, i was just like okay maybe somebody is behind this i don't know and then you know then i was like well maybe i'm just put these two episodes up you know i'll put them up on you know wednesday night thursday morning and then it comes out that the feds are investigating now now he's been arrested or charged like thursday when it thursday because it's saturday right now so then he's been arrested i'm like god damn so so he's been arrested and then i'm just like i can't put these fucking episodes out here because it's cringeworthy to listen back to them it's very cringeworthy so what was it friday yesterday um i had them i had them downloaded on my uh on my macbook my laptop and then i was listening and i'm just like man this shit is cringeworthy because i'm giving my man the benefit of the doubt and i'm listening to it and i'm just like i cannot fucking do it i can't do it so now they're saying that he wrote a check to these nigerian brothers these nigerian brothers are the ones who supposedly did the attack then they got them on video purchasing some rope and some bleach and shit at a, a hardware store and it's just weird as fuck and so they said he wrote a check for thirty five hundred dollars to them but now another story came out today and said that that check was for fitness or something like that for them nigerian brothers to whip jussie into shape and then uh i just feel like a nigga just babbling right now i do i feel like i'm just splaining right now but it's the truth it's the truth um so then they're talking about on empire that they're not going to um they're going to roll push pull, pull back his his cameos or his role onto the show while this investigation is ongoing then you're hearing through the pipeline or through the grapevine or whatever that his um that he ain't being paid as much as other stars or something like that and so uh he felt like he was about to be written out the show and so he wanted to show how important he was uh to uh the show empire and P i'm gonna be honest with you folks stopped watching empire about two years ago uh i mean i used to watch that shit tough like that first season i was hooked then afterwards it just kept getting more outrageous and more outrageous and uh i was just like okay this shit is just just getting ridiculous now so i know a lot of black folks stop watching it too and i don't even see people tweeting about the shit anymore but yeah that's the reason why uh you guys didn't get in a couple of episodes i think i posted on the do rags and boat shoes facebook page i mean not facebook page but the insta story i was about to drop the two episodes and then i don't know just something on that tuesday earlier this week it was just like maybe you should just chill for a minute just chill and just see how this works out because usually i try not to jump onto a story until i'm i'm late with the shit you know i try not to get on there because it's cringeworthy to listen to a podcast or watch a youtube show or see something in the media like traditional media like in print or on tv like this whole jussie thing it is just cringeworthy to look at all the hot takes before like vibe magazine was talking about uh straight black men silence 
was uh is the reason that this attack happened on jesse and all this other shit and i'm like god damn if we don't say nothing about it we get attacked and then if we do say something about it we're homophobic and we're not giving him the benefit of the doubt and it's just like god damn niggas can't win for shit out here you know what i'm saying so it, it it and that's what my main argument was in 151 when i was talking about the kevin hart thing people were talking about he got attacked because of kevin hart and i'm just like well shit you can't blame the white supremacists that attacked him but it wasn't some white supremacists it was just some some nigerian brothers that got hired and um i saw a goddamn video by this dude named Moneybag mafia he, he's the black dude he got like a nike check tattoo on his like between his eyes or whatever on his forehead and he was he was making fun like y'all niggas been going in with these goddamn memes and uh so he had a video making fun of just jesse going before the judge and he was like how you gonna have some uh, some nigerians out you know at four o'clock in the morning he said them hyena hours in africa <laughs> them hyenas be out i don't know why africans be out that late <laughs> And I don't know why that was just so fucking funny to me, but that was just fucking hilarious to me. Um, and then uh, what was another meme? There was one where uh, it was like uh, the Scooby-Doo gang, like got a villain and his head was on it. But that, that's been the funniest part. But then I seen some people talking about uh, your girl, Amanda Diva, a.k.a. Amanda Seals. She got on uh, her social media talking about how... She still managed to throw some brothers under the bus. I don't know why. I don't know what's her gripe with, with the brothers. But somehow she twisted the Jesse Smollett thing into black men not uh, voting enough. And that's why we got Trump. So we got this situation with Jesse. I'm just like, uh, my nigga, wait, what? What? And then she managed to bring in R. Kelly with it, too. And I just think that that's a false equivalency. Because her argument was she was arguing against was black people was talking about jesse set black folks back because he's reporting that falsely reporting a hate crime and so going forward you know law enforcement is going to you know maybe uh dismiss you know hate crimes that's been committed against black folks and things of that such and so she's talking about how could that set us back him lying about a hate crime when r kelly is still walking around here and this was before r kelly got uh indicted he just got arrested and i think he's sitting on a million dollar bond or some shit like that and uh so this was a couple days uh just a couple days ago probably on thursday today's saturday um and i'm just like so you managed to fit r kelly in there and then black men not voting and we got president uh cheeto in chief we got the cheeto in chief we got 45 in there and all this ties into this is jesse smollett lying i'm just like just these these false equivalencies it's very dangerous especially when you have a large platform right and so that's another reason that i was thinking of you know holding back those episodes you know what i'm saying so i might go back in and do some like creative editing and drop those episodes or whatever because there's some good information in those episodes because uh, i also talked about uh the situation with uh pete ricketts daddy racist ass daddy uh it was an expose came out uh with him uh, last week or week four last where um 
where these racist emails uh, from years prior was coming out and his daddy owns uh, Pete Ricketts is the governor of Nebraska if you've been sleeping up under a rock if you don't know for my listeners outside of uh, the this this red state that I live in um, so he's the governor of the city just to uh, mean of the state he's a uh, you know just a rich kid you know playing with daddy's money his dad owns a Ameritrade and he owns the uh, Chicago Cubs or the White Sox it's either the Cubs or the White Sox. I can't remember. And so it was just a bunch of racist emails. You know, one had a nigger joke in there. Then there was other about how uh, uh, the the um, the Muslims are, you know, want to take over the Christian nation and all this other shit and things like that. And it, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. You know, not at all. But it was some good information in that. So I need to, you know, edit that part and bring it in you know maybe i'll just put like a frankenstein episode together but uh one episode i recorded i was sick then the other one you know i was feeling better so like my voice is all fucked up and shit like that so it'll be like a frankenstein bonus episode out it'll take me a minute to edit and go through that because there is some very good information in that episode but um that's the long and the short of it of why you guys didn't have a couple new episodes this week i know a couple people hit me up on the uh, facebook page make sure y'all like that on uh do rags and boat shoes just just search do rags and boat shoes all you gotta do is put that in your googles and that'll pop up with the soundcloud the itunes link there's some other podcast link radio show links and the facebook page will come up and it's kind of nice that you can just type that in and all of that stuff will just pop up because i remember when i first started the podcast um, I would type that in and I would be all the way on like the seventh page of Google. But now I'm on the top, you know, as soon as you type in do rags and boat shoes, it's like, bam, there's me. And then there's like the lyrics for like a childish Gambino song. Right. So just hit your Googles. Do that. Make sure you like the page. I'm very interactive on there. Um, I pretty I respond back to people on there. I'm on there more than I'm in, I am on Twitter. I just don't like where Twitter is going. I use my personal Twitter account more than the rags and boat shoes page and it's not because of who i follow on there and things of that stores because i love the people that i follow on both accounts but it's just sometimes it's just like those sponsor ads pop up and then there's this thing i don't know i guess i don't know if you can turn it off or not where i'm seeing tweets from people that people i follow follow it's like i don't give a fuck if these four people i fuck with follow this person i don't want to see that shit you know so maybe i gotta go into my settings and see that but it's, it's just why i don't really tweet as much on both accounts but i'm always on the facebook page tough posting articles and uh you know just inspirational things and good laughs too all, all the way around and i really got to get that um instagram popping for the uh do rags and boat shoes page but definitely fuck with that facebook page uh just like it do rags and boat shoes um and i know it'll show your real government name i ain't gonna put nobody on blast and shit like that i ain't no fed or no shit like that and i ain't gonna you know try to get a motherfucker fired from their nine to five and i know you can be you know whoever you want to be on social media but that facebook page a lot of times you created that way back in 2005 2006 and you got all your real shit on there and everything but ain't nobody gonna put you on blast but if the page is too you know it's too much of a freedom fighter page and you know fuck the system type page for you i can understand if you don't like the page because maybe you friends with motherfuckers that you work with or something like that so it is what it is but make sure you like that page all right so um yeah make sure you like that page um so 
let's move on talked about the jesse smollett thing and why there was a delay in the podcast and shit like that i was sick and this whole jesse smollett situation is just stranger than fiction right out of shit but let's talk about your man's uh steve harvey aka steve hightower uh did y'all see that clip from uh his show with monique on it and pretty much him just admitting that he would do anything for a dollar like god damn that was tough i know steve was all about the benjamins because of that rumor that was flying back years ago when bernie mac was still alive uh when they said in uh charlie's angels when uh <clears throat> bernie mac landed the gig uh, back in the early 2000s uh steve harvey will do the job do the job uh, you know for less money so I knew he was kind of cutthroat for that paper then and that's kind of fucked up to do that to your fellow king of comedy you know what I'm saying some man you came up on the circuit with but um so Monique called him out and was like you know you didn't have my back you know at the time when I was going through uh this whole thing in Hollywood being blackballed and um you know facing the powers that be like um uh Oprah Tyler Perry and uh what's the other brother I that brother's name is on the tip of my tongue but I cannot think of it who owed Dame Dash that money and Dame Dash stepped to him and he did and he did the he does Empire uh I cannot think of that brother's name but whatever we gonna keep it pushing and so Steve was talking about you know we this ain't about white or black you know this the money game blah 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 and then as soon as he said that Monique said well this is about integrity you know then Steve just kept on talking and putting his foot deeper and deeper in his mouth and it just reminded me of a lot of old heads that I grew up with and I'm talking about like like triple OGs like when I'm in my teens you know these motherfuckers in they you know late 40s early 50s trying to give me some game on life and you know telling me that you know I need to be getting this money and you know don't let nobody stop you from getting this money and they can call you all kind of names and all this other shit but you know long as they paying well just keep your head down do your job and stack your money and it's just it's like man that's one of those things where it's just an old way of thinking and Steve Harvey that's that's an older gentleman so it's one of those things where if Steve Harvey wasn't out here being you know in front of the camera in the entertainment business you know he would be at one of them jobs you know one of them good paying jobs you know like a city job working for some uh you know some racist ass supervisor bigoted ass supervisor who just treat him like shit but he makes a decent amount of money so he just keeps on putting up with it don't want to make a fuss with hr and all this other shit because he's still under the assumption that they'll fire his black ass and he don't want to take that risk so that's what it just looked like to me and he's talking about you know if uh you know with the integrity and all this other shit his kids are suffering all this other shit because he'll be broke and you can't be real and all this other shit and it does seem like that with hollywood it does seem like that with the hollywood game because i i used to listen to uh monique and sydney's open relationship podcast he well, it used to be on um itunes and shit like that now she does like a like a a live periscope on a uh, twitter or something like that and i never can catch it um and so but when it was on the um the itunes thing i used to listen to it all the time because it was just it gave so much insight uh from her point of view what was going on in hollywood and it just turned out she was just telling the motherfucking truth 
but they were just too real for Hollywood. And it just seems like you have to uh, go along to get along in Hollywood, especially if you're black. You know, because it's always that rule, you know, that one nigga at a time rule. Because right now it's Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. You know what I'm saying? It's just you just have to go along to get along. And then, you know, these these execs have to like you and all this other shit. And you have to play a very fake ass game. But what was fucked up in most situations is these was black people blackballing her like that. You know what I'm saying? Just for her being too real. So it was like Oprah, Tyler Perry. And I just cannot think of that brother's name. I'm going to just Google it real quick. Let me pause this recording real quick and uh, look this man's name up goddamn lee daniels there we go lee daniels okay so that was was fucked up was that people that looked like her blackballed her it wasn't some you know high gay uh, hollywood exec or some jewish hollywood exec or some uh white woman exec that blackballed her it was black folks that did it to her which is fucked up it's so fucked up right your own people doing you like that like it ain't enough m's to go around in hollywood you know what i'm saying some of these people making you know 20 million dollars a goddamn film and you telling me there ain't enough money to go around like get the fuck out of here like you see how much them goddamn marvel movies makes there's a mu- enough money to go around but i just feel like at times you know with us with us as a people once we start getting money we start feeling like you know it ain't gonna be enough for anybody else so let me get all that i can you know what i'm saying even if that means harming somebody that's up and coming you know what i'm saying and if that was the case you know with monique being too real and shit like that i don't understand why tyler lee daniels or oprah wouldn't just sit down and give her the game you know what i'm saying it's just like yo you just gonna have to play this game this way da 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 and then you'll be good to go you know what i'm saying it sucks but you just gonna have to play the game like this you know what i'm saying instead of just just kind of shunning her out and just pushing her off to the side and just pawning her off like some angry crazy black woman that's that's what's kind of fucked up in the game your own people doing you like that that's what's fucked up but steve harvey uh you know the internet flamed the fuck out of him and uh, he told People Magazine after the backlash, he said, I've got to slow down when I'm talking. I can't get into heated discussions. I've got to just guard my words more carefully. But to people that really know me, I have lived my whole life as a man of integrity, which is a lie. So when I was referring to integrity in that interview, I was talking about the method in which things were being done. And that is all that it, that's, that is all it was. Uh, I never questioned anybody's principles or anybody's causes. I was merely questioning for the 50 minute interview the method that she chose going about doing it and i regret that looking back at it now because uh that was a bad choice of words i shouted out and it happened i regret it but i want young people the kids that come to my camps the young people that i mentor uh the fans that really respect me to know to just charge that one to my head and not my heart so he's feeling the backlash and i know they about to cancel the show too I don't know who they about to replace his black ass with, but man, that was just, that, that was tough to see that clip, and I'll link it in the um, in the show notes so y'all can t- take a look at the clip if you've been up under a rock. But man, that was tough. It, I felt like I was watching a you know a house nigga just be like, Yo, what you doing? What you doing? These these good, these good folks here. You in the house now? You know what I'm saying? It was just like it was like listening to some shit like that. It was oh that was goddamn cringeworthy right there, boy. All right, let's see what else we can put up on that good old damn Summer Jam screen. Uh, did y'all see, uh, this happened last week, um, a shop owner um, up in, uh, what was that, Colorado? 
uh, he owned a sports store. So back in September, a guy named uh, Stephen Martin, you know, he he saw that ad that uh, had uh, Colin Kaepernick in it that said, you know, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And, uh, you know, Stephen Martin was like, not on my watch, buddy. Not on my fucking watch. I'm an American. This is a Western culture. We don't deal with no niggers kneeling here. You know, that's what he thought. So he was just like, you know what? I'm selling every fucking Nike product in my store. You know, he, he had a, it was a sports store. And I say had uh, a sports apparel and memorabilia store. It was called Primetime Sports. And, uh, you know, he thought that uh, him boycotting, the, you know, Nike products. He sold everything off and refused to, you know, restock and uh, keep his Nike account open to get things back into the store, his charge account or whatever. So he was like, you know what? Racism, white supremacy is going to hold me up, brother. That's what he thought. And, you know, this week or last week, I should say, Martin announced that uh, primetime sports will close in the coming days, you know? And, uh, and he had the audacity to say this was never about property to me. This was about principle. And that principle that he stood on was a pillar of racism, white supremacy. That's what it was all about. How dare you, you, how dare you with your afro kneel before the flag and bring attention to racial injustice and, what's, and police brutality, which helps uphold the system of racism, white supremacy. I will go down with this ship. I will suffer if that means upholding this system, you know? And so, uh, and you know, he thought, he said this, you know, his reasoning for uh, not carrying Nike products. He was saying, you don't trample over the men who have given Colin Kaepernick and me the right to free speech. My God, it's like no white person remembers uh, no white person or I should say white supremacist or white extremist suspected white supremacist um, remembers him sitting down with, a, you know, a military uh, man about his protest. And that's why he started kneeling instead of just sitting down. It's a more it's more as a sign of respect for the military men and women so he was like okay yeah I'll, you know i can do that you know i'll kneel that's fine right and so nobody remembers that nobody remembers colin kaepernick sitting down and uh speaking with this man i forgot his name and uh you know soaking in some game is like okay yeah okay i'll stop sitting i'll just kneel right and so uh this you know this this martin guy he thought by him boycotting Nike, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep the lights on because all these white folks and these patriots are going to come in here and be like, yeah, brother, I'm going to buy one of these uh, kneel for the kneel at the cross, stand for the flag T-shirts that you got in here, you know, with the American flag on the front and Jesus Christ on the back. You know, I'm going to get one of those T-shirts. And you know what? I say this to my wife all the time the next racial um scandal or whatever happens i'm a i am going to sell some t-shirts to these races because i be i've been kicking myself ever since because i thought of this way back when people were like mad at kaepernick for kneeling and shit i was just like man i should just really make some t-shirts to say i stand for the flag and cash the fuck out like 
I stand for the flag and I kneel at the cross. And now I just see them t-shirts all over in truck stops and gas stations and shit. And there's a website dedicated to them kind of t-shirts and shit. I'm telling you, I'm going to start a little Amazon store. The next... The next uh, high-profile Negro that does something, I'm going to make some some shirts that has that has like American patriotism into it, like woven into it because it can't be too racist because you know you call a white person racist and they skin melt you know what i'm saying it's just like throwing salt on a slug or some shit you know that's like the worst thing you can call a white person is racist so you have to you know weave in some uh some you know it has to be patriotism you know it has to be white supremacy disguised as patriotism and don't feel too bad because i'm a cash out but some of the proceeds will go to some local charities i, I will definitely do that this you know helping poor folks you know what i'm saying especially poor black people and i know there's some some few churches around here that could use some some help with their pantries around in the hood around where i stay at so but i'm telling y'all that's what the fuck i'm gonna do i ain't gonna tell y'all i'm doing it because i don't want y'all to be like oh man you a motherfucker shut up blah 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 like nigga i'm about to cash in on these white folks being bigots that's what the fuck i'm about to do i'm about to cash the fuck out i'm about to candace owens that shit that's what the fuck i'm gonna do but i ain't gonna be in front i'm gonna be playing like a puppeteer and some shit like that and i got some white hogan boys that could take some pictures and you know be on the website and shit like that modeling so it, it is what it is i'm about to i'm about to cash the fuck out because i'm kicking myself in the face you know what i'm saying what that with these you know kneel at the cross and stand for the flag t-shirts you know what i'm saying i could shit i could make a shitload of money but anyway let's go back to the stephen martin guy so that's what he was thinking you know uh let me go ahead and you know uh get this nike product up out of here but the thing is Nike's playing both sides of the field, right? Because Nike has that huge contract with the NFL, you know, to outfit uniforms and, uh, you know, um, helmets, uniforms, socks, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then on the flip side, they're giving a middle finger to the NFL like, ah, you signed that deal already. Ha, 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 ha. You can't get out of it. And um, here we are, you know, being with the people because we know most of our customers are black anyway, right? So... Yeah, but uh, this man has been in business for 20 years, 20 years. And, um, you know, he just he thought that that pillar, you know, that he was standing on, that he he built that foundation on. He was like, you know what? He didn't know that that pillar was actually made of sheetrock and not concrete. So it ain't going to stand too long. Sheetrock is pretty, pretty fucking weak. Alright, so I should have had him in here holding his L, but I just really wanted to put that up on that Summer Jam screen, because leading into our man Colin, Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, he reached a settlement with the NFL. Some people said it's 50 million, 50 to 80 million dollars, the settlement, him and Eric Reed, both of them on there. Uh, they both settled with the NFL with the collusion case because I know that the NFL just was like, fuck it. We just going to have to cash this man out because he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. And my problem was uh, I, I don't have any problem with my man cashing out. I have no issue with that because that was his livelihood. And that was just like him suing an employer. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. That's what it boiled down to. And you have some of these so-called internet activists that was just you know shitting on him talking about oh he a sellout oh it always come down to money and blah 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 well what the fuck you want him to do run up in there and you know shoot every nfl owner in the head you know what the fuck do you want him to do 
where he could have took his money and started his own NFL, you know, his own football league and blah, blah, blah. How much money do you think this nigga got? Right? You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them things where it was just like, hey, I'm bringing attention and awareness to what's going on to people out here in these streets, specifically black people, and it's not right. And so his employer was like, oh, okay, you want to be this uh, hero? Well, let me go ahead and fire you. You ain't going to be able to work again. And then he had so many, so much evidence because these teams were just signing some quarterbacks that ain't played in four or five years that had horrible statistics compared to uh, Kaepernick. And and the NFL was just like, you fucking got us here. Leave me the fuck alone. Take take these tens of millions of dollars and just leave me the fuck alone. And I'm happy the brother got paid. I mean, you've seen him doing good stuff, you know, with the little money that he did have, you know, um, with his uh, his uh, nonprofit. And uh, he documented how he used that money, which was dope. He was very transparent with it because it was so many people being critical on both sides. Uh, you had people on the right and the left and, uh, you know, white, black, the other, uh, you know, criticizing him for, you um, you know donating money to a nonprofit or uh the know your rights campaign starting his own nonprofit and talking about that he was just talking and all this other shit and he was very transparent very transparent about how this uh money went to these different organizations that helped disenfranchise people and so now he's cashing out from the nfl and he's cool you know what i'm saying so we'll see what happens once he cashes out We'll see what happens once he cashes out, because uh, I think I get the feeling that uh, he'll be playing for a team uh, once 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 that check clears. So that's what I think is, is going to happen. That's what I really think is going to happen. Um, but congratulations to him and Eric Reed because they did fight the good fight and they caught all kinds of hell, all kinds of hell from any and every fucking body you know everybody from the goddamn cheeto in chief on down right to the lowliest motherfucker with three teeth in a trailer park who's about to be evicted so you know congrats to him and uh for the people talking about he sold out for a check and all this other shit just stop 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 if you had the means you would sue a former employer that did you wrong too you know, I just, you know, it's, it's some, it's just so much illogical thinking uh, that goes on in the internet these days. It just gets frustrating to uh, even read through the shit. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I'm gonna leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope. Uh, we have to give it to these goddamn politicians. I don't know what they out here doing. Uh, and the media, the left and the right, is looking real funny in the light. So if you've been sleeping under a rock, if you're black, uh, get the fuck from up under that rock. There has been a movement uh, spearheaded uh, by Yvette Carnell. And then I forgot the other brother's name about um, ADOS. So American descendants of slaves. So black folks in America who who have ancestors, uh, foundational black Americans. So ancestors, you know, who were in uh, the American slave trade, you know, who, who were over here building this country, building up the wealth and never got paid for it. So uh, this term is going around 
and there's a lot of tribalism going on on social media so um and you know a lot of times sometimes social media just stays on social media but this is actually crossing over into real life uh because with this ados movement with the american descendants of slaves foundational uh black americans um there's being demands for reparations uh for uh, a check to be cut for tangibles uh to be handed out to foundational black americans and you know there's this group think which is amazing uh getting on cold and not being politically immature and i love it i love it uh dr claude anderson actually gave us the blueprint in a powernomics i don't know why ain't nobody using it yet uh but we're getting on cold um and uh you know holding these 2020 candidates to the fire you know cory booker um kamala harris i was calling her kamala but it's kamala uh and and so how it crossed over to real life is uh you know i feel like the breakfast club has their you know kind of has their foot on social media kind of had their ear to the social media streets so to speak and so you know charlemagne the the guy just really kind of just you know he's he, he's like a sh he's not a shock jock but he just kind of says some things it's just out there very blunt and just it is what it is so he's just he asked Kamala Harris you know do you have a black agenda for black Americans and so she goes on this whole uh, uh this whole uh circle uh speak talking about minorities and the school to prison pipeline and uh criminal justice reform and what is so disrespectful i know there are tens of thousands of black men and women locked up wrongfully uh especially on like weed charges and uh shit like that while these white women are out here on youtube uh smoking blunts and you know talking about how much money they're making out in california and colorado off of weed um which is fucked up uh but the black folks that are free we're not criminals you know and the black folks that are locked up can they vote you know what i'm saying so it's very disrespectful to say when do you have a black agenda we're talking about criminal reform all black people are criminals that's how i take it i've always taken it that way when i've heard you know uh politicians talk about criminal reform and uh you know police accountability and shit like that and it's just i know the white dominant society looks at black folks like criminals no matter if you got on a suit and tie or if you got on a t-shirt and some jeans i know that but to say criminal reform is a black agenda is just fucked up because what about the black folks that aren't criminals what about the blue collar black folks what about the white collar black folks what about the working poor what about the black folks on government assistance what about the black college students what about these black kids we're all criminals so that's just a slap in the face so she did that and then you know she goes on to talk about you know smoking weed and uh you know her family's jamaican so of course she would be you know down to smoke weed and i don't like politicians feeling like they have to go down into the gutter when they're dealing with black folks i hate that shit 
uh, it bothers me so much just like when i if i meet a, a a white man on my job or some shit they get 10 times cooler and start speaking in slang it's like no motherfucker don't don't ham it up with me like that don't try to relate to me on that kind of level because you really don't know who i am and you're being prejudiced right there you know right then and there you're being prejudiced you just got 10 times cooler and you're using slang from 1989 with me don't do that you know it's the same i know uh some of my sisters go through this when they're on the job and white women be you know hamming it up and you're like hey girl sister blah, blah. you know they they catch attitudes and the net get the swinging and all this other shit and they get to being all sassy and shit it's a slap in the fucking face so politicians doing that going to a place like the breakfast club i know all three of them are people of color you got a black man a black woman and i don't know what dj envy considers himself but then you on there talking about yeah i was smoking weed and you know my family's from jamaica so of course you know i'll be for legalizing it and shit like that it's just like don't come over here i just feel like you slumming you know what i'm saying that's what that's what i feel like i feel like you fucking slumming you know so it's a slap in the face and then they ask cory booker the same thing what's crazy about uh kamala harris is uh, her daddy i didn't know her daddy and her mom divorced when she was young but her daddy kind of released a statement, an email. He's an associate professor or uh, he's an economics professor at uh, Stanford University. And uh, he was saying that he wished to categorically disassociate, you know, ourselves from this travesty. You know, when she said that about the family, about her daddy's side of the family being from Jamaica. And from what I understand, them niggas, you know, uh, on her daddy's side of the family, you know, them some uppity Jamaican ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? So on some uh, haughty toddy, you know, black Greek type shit. You know what I'm saying? Some old boule type shit. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas ain't like the rest of the, the, the earthly niggas over there in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? The ones that get it from the mud so them some uppity negroes over there so of course you know they gonna be embarrassed and shit like that but um then you had cory booker on there that nigga was up there coon laughing it up soon as you know uh Charlemagne asked him about a black agenda he's like <laughs> that's when you know a nigga about to be bullshitting when that nigga hits you with that dry ass <laughs> that's a nigga he's not really laughing about it he needs to make a sound so he can process uh, a thought so he can feed you some bullshit and he's like okay how can i jive this motherfucker right here you know what i'm saying that's that's what it is it's like when your lady catches you on the line you say huh and you know you heard her the first time but you saying huh because you need that second to process to think of some shit some bullshit to say to your lady when you get caught like oh you up here liking this big booty pitch how come you like this big booty model on instagram you didn't like all the last eight posts from the last two weeks that she didn't posted and you like huh who and then you know what i'm saying because you're trying to think through and you're like damn which big booty model she talking about <laughs> but that's what cory booker was on there doing you know he hit that coon laugh he's like that <laughs> you know that bullshit laugh i ain't gonna say it's a coon laugh it's that bullshit uh laugh you know what i'm saying it's some you know a nigga about to bullshit you like you like hey cory where the fuck my money at <laughs> you know what i'm saying that money never had a smell to it until it's time to pay somebody back you know what i'm saying like yo where my 40 dollars at and he's like man take this little funky ass 40 dollars you know what i'm saying <laughs> don't that happen all the time though you loan somebody some money and now i got a smell to it when you ask for it back you're like hey bro you got that 20 man you really want that little funky ass 20 dollars? okay so now it's it, it smells funny and it's small now 
okay but when you needed it you was you was humble you had your hat in your hand like you was a beggar talking about yo bro i just you know i'm just kind of fucked up right now man you think you can spot me 20 you know i got you i got you when i get paid you know i just need to put 10 in my tank you know what i'm saying give me some a little something to eat real quick you know what i'm saying you're like oh yeah shit i got you i know you're gonna pay me back yeah bro i got you but then when it's time to, then you know the nigga that got paid he ain't he ain't said nothing to you ain't sent you a text message nothing so you let the shit slide on friday when he got paid saturday rolled around and you might not even need the 20 dollars back you know what i'm saying because i ain't the type of nigga to get somebody my last i learned that i learned that years ago i can't go broke helping somebody you know what i'm saying i can't do that i learned that i learned that about shit about eight years ago you can't do that i'm gonna tell y'all that don't go broke to try to help somebody i can't give you my last and now we both out here fucked up in the game you know what i'm saying it's like you trying to help a drowning man but you can't swim yourself you know what i'm saying so you know and then you you, you know saturday come around you may not need the money you know what i'm saying and you're just like damn cuz ain't hit me up my, my nigga ain't hit me up, ain't text me, see what the move is this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Sunday roll around. You're like, damn. Okay. I see on Facebook, my man just checked into the Waffle House, to IHOP, to Village Inn. Okay. My man's out here. He having some good good, good Sunday morning food. Okay. My man done checked into church with his grandmama. Okay. All right. Then you text him Monday morning, like, what up, bro? He's like, oh, man, shit, what's good? Oh, man, what was the move this weekend? You ain't hit me up or nothing, blah, 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 and all that other shit. And it's like, oh, he texts you this crazy-ass story, you know, with the emojis and the gifs and all this other shit. Then you hit him back, like, yo, like, oh, man, that's crazy, bro. So, like, yeah, the great weekend, man. I just kind of chilled in the house, you know, kind of cooled out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was going to pick up some overtime, but then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just chill. And, you know, Netflix with my lady, we watched the, you know, the Umbrella Academy on netflix you know what i'm saying but yo i was wondering you got that 20 though that i did i loaned you you know a week ago a week and a half ago and all of a sudden you know oh man you tripping about 20 dollars it's like oh i'm tripping about the 20 dollars now i'm tripping now and then you like <laughs> and they hit you are you tripping about 20 dollars and he's like no nah, i just you know i just wondering when you're gonna pay me back and it's just like, oh, man, come on, get this little funky $20 in. It's like, oh, so now the $20 bill's small and it smells funny. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. I, I see you. I see you. Or then when they don't, or if they don't have the money and you catch them out and you're like, yo, bro, you got that 20 on you? <laughs> they hit that Cory Booker laugh. <laughs> and you're like, that's when you know a nigga's thinking to hit you with a bullshit-ass story. Oh, man, my check was short, blah, 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 da, 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 da. The funny thing about it, you run into your man's at Foot Locker. Y'all both in line about to cop the infrared sixes, though. The Air Jordan sixes, the black and infrared joints. And you just like, oh, okay, this is what we doing now. Your check was short, but you got 190 bucks to cop these black and infrared sixes that MJ wore against Magic to win his first title. Okay, I see you. But that's what Cory Booker was doing. I'm sorry to just go off on that tangent, but I know a few niggas who hit that laugh when you ask for some money back, and that's why I don't loan out money to them niggas anymore. But, <laughs> but that's, that's, so that's the thing here, right? 
So he, Cory Booker, was bullshitting and, you know, talking about criminal justice, the same thing. And it's just like all black folks aren't criminals. Stop grouping us in there. Stop looking at us like that. Stop looking at us through the lens of white folks. Right. And uh, and I know they both mix, but still, y'all got to stop that shit. You know what it's like to be a black woman. You know what it's like to be a black man. You know what I'm saying? So stop fucking doing that. So then Elizabeth Warren, she comes out uh, just yesterday. Or was it Friday? Yeah, yesterday, because they Saturday. So Friday, Elizabeth Warren comes out. And she's talking about that we need to address, you know, uh, this country built on the back of black families, the ugly history of racism, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and it, you know, it was uh, one of those things where you just like, okay, okay, because black folks, and I love seeing black folks who have pool, on social media who have like hundreds of thousands of followers you know tweet about the ados movement and how there needs to be a black agenda and people with just a bunch of influence because then you start seeing people start getting on coldness real infectious it's kind of like osmosis you know what i'm saying it's just like just kind of coming together like goddamn, it's about time and and i'm gonna tell you it would be great for america to address this ugly history of racism and how you know this country was built on the backs of black people with that free african labor and um just address it just head on public apology cut that check and you know what you wouldn't have no more issues with black folks you wouldn't you wouldn't have a goddamn issue if you apologized cut the check first then apologize you wouldn't have no more fucking issues at all the fuck is that at my house my bad my bad i had to stop that my dog was barking like crazy upstairs so i had to leave out the office and see what the fuck was going on but um where was i at i was talking about how if america cut that check and apologize so cut the check first and then apologize you know we wouldn't have any issues moving forward and being you know uh you know all kumbaya and on some other shit you know what i'm saying and uh and to actually stop practicing racism white supremacy also that's a huge one right there and that shit is so ingrained and woven into the fabric of american society that it is american culture right but for the most part you cut that check and apologize you wouldn't have any issues and what's fascinating to me is you're seeing people on the right right wingers like ann coulter are trying to co-op the ados movement right because you know it wants to create division to the point where you know uh democrats won't win and it'll just be this huge division to the point where a majority of black folks won't vote and white folks will you know show up in droves at the polls and do their damn thing and you know get whoever they need to be elected you know elected or maybe you know keeping the cheeto in chief in the white house who knows who, who the fuck knows right so be careful with that and what's fascinating is to see other black folks attack american black folks ados uh foundational black americans the other brother was antonio moore i'm sorry when i said yvette cardell uh the other brother was uh, antonio moore who uh who started this whole ados thing right uh the acronym uh, so i ought to give that brother his credit where credit is due um but moving forward what's also fascinating is to see uh black caribbeans 
black Africans and, uh, you know, from all over the globe kind of shit on the movement, right? Now, these people are all over Twitter, up and down, left, right, with their, you know, their their flags from their native countries and shit like that. The Jamaican flag, you know, uh, uh, Nigerian flag and whatever, you know, and they're talking crazy to black Americans, you know, and these people are living here in the United States like the Civil Rights Act didn't open didn't open up the doors for them to come in here to come to the country which is fascinating to me because i support my jamaican brothers and sisters down in jamaica who's want to sue the british government for reparations i'm all for it i'm all for it you know what i'm saying i'm all for the haitian folks you know going against uh you know the french and the uh the brits you know going against europe to get their check but now when it comes to black Americans, foundational blacks, to actually just kind of wake up and just be like, yo, we need to take care of ourselves and we need to hold the U.S. government accountable. Now you're seeing all this backlash, not only from, you know, other black Amer other black folks from the Caribbean and from Africa and other countries and continents shit on it now you see in these negroes who are caping for a job with the democratic party the so-called boulet crowd kind of shit on the movement you know they bring up you know uh immigrant africans or immigrant blacks who've done stuff for black society like marcus garvey shout out to him but that was back in the early 1900s wasn't it uh they'll bring up sydney poitier harry belafonte some actors okay um <laughs> so they'll bring those those brothers up and it's like okay well what about them and it's just like okay we love and support our brothers and sisters all over the all over the globe love and support them but now it's time to just kind of step take a step back and kind of realize yo we fucked up in the game out here black americans foundational black americans american descendants of slaves are fucked up in the game out here and we need to hold the american government accountable everything from the tragedy of slavery to redlining to jim crow all the way up until the unfair housing practices and loans that these banks did well into what a few years ago three four years ago remember goddamn wells fargo um and i don't know what happened with that wells fargo thing because somehow they got fined but the black folks who caught hell and got roped into these unfair high interest rate loans and these subprime mortgages got roped into these okie dokes they didn't get a check cut to them somehow the money went to the federal government or some shit like that hold on just a second let me pull up this link real quick my bad my bad i misspoke i was thinking about uh the one billion dollar fine that wells fargo suffered at the hands of uh, unfair mortgage practices and auto loans and this i guess include everybody so this was like a billion dollar fine against uh against wells fargo and it's being given to the federal government or some shit like that or the federal trade commission something like that is going to the feds but with the uh unfair uh mortgage practices with those subprime mortgages uh with uh black folks and then some latinos um 
it was a $125 million settlement, and that is going to go back to those borrowers. Okay, so my bad. I misspoke. I had to look up the facts real quick, so I misspoke on that. But it just goes to show how even to this day, up until uh, goddamn shit, this was just last year, 2018, that that uh, article came out, that the settlement came out. Was it 2018? Uh, no, I'm sorry, my bad, I'm tripping That was the $1 billion fine So uh, 2012, so 2012 So just 7 years ago right? That uh, black folks had to deal with subprime mortgages So basically what happened was um, So say like my credit score Is the same as a white guy So let's just say we're both at uh, 730, right? Both make the same amount of money So like $75,000 a year uh, You know, they were going to give him a, a cheaper loan at maybe you know four percent interest i'm gonna hit with either a subprime mortgage or the same kind of loan he got but a higher interest rate so instead of me paying four percent interest he probably i'm gonna uh my black ass probably gonna end up paying close to six percent interest which is a hell of a lot more over the long run or a subprime mortgage <coughs> excuse me so with that subprime mortgage they would hit me with a situation where um a traditional mortgage is like 20 to 30 years so a subprime one it could be one of those ones where it's a higher interest rate and it's 40 to 50 years that you paying off that goddamn house and then they'll have another version of a um subprime uh mortgage is that interest only where you paying just the interest on the house for like the first 10 years before you even touch the principal so the principal is the actual amount that you borrowed from the bank to purchase the home so say like the home is two hundred thousand dollars so none of that money that you paying for that first 10 years is going towards the actual you know to get that down like you paying a thousand dollars a month so you pay that thousand dollars that thousand dollars is not going to drop the loan down to $199,000 you know towards the cost of the house is going to go towards the cost of the interest so it's just fucked up it's just you paying more money for a longer period of time and you just overpaying that's what a subprime mortgage is right so that's just a that's just an example of how even to this day to this day to this day like that boxer but uh <laughs> that black folks have been suffering economically fiscally under this this unjust system of racism white supremacy and it's just fascinating to me to see other minority groups look like uh, what 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 the fuck are you doing no no what what and then here's the jig because elizabeth warren first was talking about reparations should be paid out and blah 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 blah. and now she's trying to slip native americans in there like native americans ain't already get their land i know they out here fucked up in the game but y'all need to the the native folks need to look at them five dollar indians and the heads of these so-called tribes who are getting tens of millions of dollars to build casinos and uh you know upkeep the land and all this other shit needs tax breaks because you do get tax breaks i think what is it federal taxes don't come out your uh paycheck or something like that or state taxes is one of those taxes federal or state don't come out your paycheck right if you're native american and then there's also free schooling and uh as far as going to college and things of that sort so you y'all already got your land you already getting a check cut and that this is my biggest fear once that reparations game uh turns into a bill and gets passed into law here's going to be the jig is that 
you're gonna have all these people come out the woodworks with a 23andme dna test talking about they 185th african and all this other bullshit you know what i'm saying but they identify as white or something else on their driver's license right and so then the money gets um you know pushed into the hands of some uh some uh boule ass uh black greek ass uh bougie ass black person that don't nobody really fuck with and the poorest of us black folks won't even get to see that because it'd be like oh well we just gonna you know we're gonna build up this park you know in this neighborhood or we gonna plant some grass seeds or some shit like that and all of a sudden them grass seeds that they done planted in the hood then then cost like three four million dollars and you like what for some goddamn grass seeds you know what i'm saying so that's what i fear the jig will be we won't go into any black owned businesses or you know land allotments or things of that sort so but like i said the jig is elizabeth warren is trying to you know tack in native americans into this and i know they've been going through some bullshit but america paid y'all and has been paying y'all if you go back and listen to a show i did what maybe in december november when i broke down how uh uh president obama 44 uh in his stimulus package set aside billions of dollars for native american tribes for the five civilized tribes right and you know you y'all let them goddamn 185th five dollar indians you know come in and you know they getting all these monies for these casinos and shit like that and there's just a tribe here in uh nebraska well in uh, carter lake which is technically on the nebraska side of the river but anyway they built a whole ass casino there and they dishing out hundreds of thousands of dollars to the uh carter lake uh local government there you know what i'm saying they got a, a shit ton of money so i don't understand how we gonna rope in another group when we're talking about foundational black americans you see what i'm saying and then if you go back and look at the indian treaties of 1866 you know we were supposed to get 40 acres a meal and a hundred dollars that's what we was originally supposed to get right and america hasn't honored that treaty at all because native americans was out there slave hunting and owning slaves so i don't know how you rope them in to this reparations talk elizabeth warren i don't know and then if that happens they start roping that in and then we fall for the okie doke next thing you know everybody in line say if there's like uncle sam say it's literally uncle sam handing out bags of money our black ass is gonna be at the end of the line and we gonna see every shade of color in front of us getting their bag then when it comes to us well here's you know here's a couple pennies oh i think i got some i think i got some some change in my, in my cup holder hold on a second you see what i'm saying so we can't fall for the okie doke but these other groups are going to get mad and that's fine let them get angry at you know whatever they want to do because if you look at other groups they always try to you know attach to a black struggle because they know that 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 american black struggle is one of the worst struggles seen in the history of mankind they know that so if you attach a black face to a movement whether it's a gay movement whether it's some afro latinos um you know some uh whatever uh hate crime bill or some shit like that it has to be on the foundation of a black person right it has to be built on that back of a black person right because you look at affirmative action so we go into this whole affirmative action spiel oh but black folks got affirmative action he's an affirmative action hire but we know originally affirmative action was meant for like government jobs and federal jobs and shit like that it what it didn't apply to private corporations private businesses it didn't apply to that at all that's why 
why you have the uh, EEOC, right? That's not federal. That's not the affirmative action thing, right? That's for uh, state jobs and federal jobs. Okay, meaning that you gotta have so many. Uh, uh, hiring so many people it doesn't, it doesn't even say you have to hire so many black folks It's just if it comes down To um, a qualified black candidate Why don't you hire Why didn't you hire them And you hired a less qualified white candidate Why did that happen And the actual affirmative action is supposed to, There's supposed to be a commission That actually investigates uh, What's going on with that But we, we never see that right and so the Department of Labor uh, will tell you that white women benefited the most uh, since the introduction of affirmative action, since they was roped into minority groups and black folks. We have to stop calling ourselves minorities and people of color. We're black Americans. We have to stop saying minorities. And then you're thinking like, well, why do we have to say stop saying we minorities? Because a minority is everybody under the sun that's not a straight white male. That's it. A gay white male is in a, a minority. A white woman's a minority. It's just like, what the fuck? White women are the majority majority. There's more women on the world than than men, and there's more white people in America than 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 any other group, right? So they're a majority majority, but somehow they're grouped in with minorities. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we have to start pulling out of that because if black folks pulled out, like Dr. Claude Anderson says, if we pull out of affirmative action, the whole the whole system would collapse of affirmative action. And we see now state by state, they're rolling back affirmative action. They're just getting rid of it, saying, fuck that. We're done with it. We, we're sick and fucking tired of it. You know what I'm saying? So black folks, we have to stop calling ourselves minority. We're an exceptional class, like Dr. Claude Anderson says. But going back to my point, um, we have to draft up something about our expectations from these politicians. OK, we got the attention of these politicians. We have to you know, tell them exactly what we want. And what we're seeing in the media right now from the left and from the right, they're trying to call us bots, which is fascinating because there's so many black folks getting on code that it's just like, oh, we need to discredit them. These are probably Russian bots. No, the fuck it ain't. It's black folks just like, yo, it's our time. We have to stop fighting for these other fucking groups because originally, you know, leading up to this point, black privilege was helping every other non-white group and then they get boosted up and then we're left alone to deal with our problems. That was, was that's that's black privilege in uh, this in the year of our Lord leading up to 2019. That's what black privilege is, helping every other group and then being left alone with our own black ass problems with no help or support from any other group. That's what black privilege looks like in this year leading up to this year right so black folks are just like okay it's our problem well let's solve it let's go to this uh this fuck ass government and let's demand something that's just what it boils down to so you see on the right and the left where they calling us bots and all this other shit you got uppity blacks who trying to get a job in a democratic white house if a democratic nominee gets up in there and uh they trying to get a job on you know cnn or msnbc because like i told y'all before they, there's really not a need for uh, black folks to be on TV right now with the Cheeto in chief at the White House because they need to, uh, you know, cater to the white working class and the white working class. Most of them ain't trying to see no, no, uh, no Negro on there uh, talking about the Cheeto in chief, whether it's good, bad, right or wrong. OK, so that's why you're seeing so many black folks being let go at these different news organizations because there's not a need for it. Right. And so you see in the attacks from the media 
Uh, we just have to stay strong. These other groups, these other black groups are going to get mad. Uh, Hispanic groups are going to get mad. Immigrants are going to get mad. And that's okay. That's okay. We have to garner that sense of, I don't give a fuck what you think because you've been doing your thing. We've helped you get over here. You've thrived and did all this other shit. Now you looking down your nose at me and my people. You know what I'm saying? You looking down your nose at me and my ancestors. So you know what? You be over there. You be cool. I'm going to just fight this good fight for me and my people. And that's what it boils down to. And why I say selling hope like dope is uh, it's just fascinating to me to see how angry other groups are and how far they're going to the lens to discredit this movement of black Americans trying to attempting to hold our own government uh, responsible for our conditions, which is true. There has been laws in place, laws that have been put in place to keep black folks up out the American dream. You know what I'm saying? So an immigrant black person can come over here and just thrive. You know what I'm saying? Black American, not so much. You know what I'm saying? So um, other groups are going to get mad. The media is going to continue to slander us, but we don't give a fuck about the media. Um, we just have to draft up a plan for reparations, what it looks like. And uh, it's not going to be some shit for some HBCUs, um, some uh, some tax shit. You know, it'll be they'll try to do some goofy, silly shit like we're going to give uh, millions in scholarships to black Americans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where are we going to find these jobs at? No, we need money to start creating our own jobs and building up our communities. That's what it boils down to. And like I said, we have to keep that air of not giving a fuck and keep fighting our fight. Don't let another group try to shame you or guilt you into fighting the good fight. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to holding this L, I have to give it to some black folks in Virginia for uh, basically forgiving uh, Governor uh, Northam, aka uh, Ralph Coonman Northam. Now this was the Virginia governor who was uh, busted in a yearbook for having blackface and, you know, just his nickname was Coonman, okay, in college, right? And and i seen this video and i'm gonna post the link in the show notes and it was just nothing but older black folks and older church folks talking about how they forgive him and all this other shit then he went and met with so-called civil rights leaders which he met with members of the so-called richmond 34 uh yesterday morning that's a group of 34 virginia union university students who like protested uh segregation and they sought to integrate um uh, a dining facility at a Tomer's department store about 60 years ago. So he meeting with them and hugging up on them and shit like that. The reason that the system of racism, white supremacy is still being upheld so strongly is because we are willing participants. Anytime a white person with a lot of power like this governor, governor does something racist, they always wield out some old Negroes who try to wag their finger at folks and be like, oh, you know, we forgive them and blah, blah, blah. And then they try to shame the younger black folks into being uh, forgiveness 
fitness junkies, you know what I'm saying? You can slap me across the cheek, you can beat my ass, you can choke me till I pass out, but I still love you because it's Christ-like. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ was the man, right? He hung out with a crew and he hung out with prostitutes. And when shit got rough and folks was in his temple disrespecting it, he came in there flipping over tables and running them about the temple. And then when he knew them Romans was about to come, he told his crew to go and, you know, sell your goods if you don't got a sword. If you do got a sword, you pack that bitch and get ready for a fight right but we never talk about that jesus christ we never talk about that we always talking about forgiveness and all this other shit right and we're still stuck on that goddamn slave bible that them goddamn british folks gave us remember uh, i talked about this on a podcast a few weeks ago well probably about a few months ago there was an article that came out and they found the slave only bible that only had passages in it uh to being submissive to a master right So if we want to follow the true teachings of Jesus, we got to be out in the streets with our crew, hanging out with people from the soil. And when shit get rough and somebody disrespect you, you got to flip over some goddamn tables, right? And you got to have your crew mount up and be strapped. So these old black folks that they wielding out, these old niggas, these ain't ancestors, they just old niggas. uh, Y'all have to really hold this L because you're continuing to uphold the system of racism white supremacy by being willing participants you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes i didn't know i was going on for a goddamn hour and like 12 minutes but uh we're gonna make these last two segments short all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes i have to give it to the brother martellus bennett um this is a former uh nfl uh, tight end and he won a super bowl with the uh, new england patriots he penned a letter uh a poem about two years ago uh, after the deaths of philando castile and alton sterling called uh, dear black boy and it was just basically you know talking about that you don't have to rap or you know play ball to make it in america and you can do more you know than just be an athlete or a rapper and things like that and uh, just building up black boy self-esteem so with that poem he's actually turning it into a book and pre-orders are up now book comes out in march so just in a couple of days and i feel like every teacher everybody with kids especially little black boys even if you don't have black black kids uh go ahead and pick up that book even if you got white kids latino kids you know it's important to see other perspectives in the lives of people it's very important right because i feel like we know the history of white folks inside and out the history that they tell us right we have all these these comic books graphic novels regular books picture books and all this other shit so just go out and support this and i'll post the link post the link to the pre-order and the ordering page in the show notes but it's dope to just see that i'll definitely pick up a couple copies one from my, my wife's classroom and then probably one for the little free library that we got outside of our house so hopefully the neighbor kids can pick that up read it be inspired uh you know send it to a friend or whatever so again shout out to this brother martellus bennett not all heroes wear capes some of them write poems and make children's books shout out to that brother all right so moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this uh, quote comes from a piece uh, of a langston hughes poem and it says i swear to the lord i still can't see 
why democracy means everybody but me it's very fitting uh for what i said in selling hope like dope uh but you know to my fellow black americans you know american descendants of slaves foundational black americans let's get this uh this plan laid out mapped out demand what we need and um you know what get this new deal for black america popping and let's make it do what it do if you're offended fuck you uh this has been episode 150 the real 150 of do rags and boat shoes and i'll work on frankenstein and those other two episodes that i did 150 and 151 uh last week that i was gonna post on tuesday to uh omit the jussie smollett shit and uh yeah, I'll get that probably up next week, probably on my Tuesday when I'm off. If I am off, I'll see if I have to work. Who knows? Uh, especially with this blizzard. Who knows? We'll be canceled tomorrow. But um, say a prayer for me. Hopefully my uh, power doesn't go out. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just make it do what it do. And I love y'all as always. I will see y'all next week. I'll definitely have a new episode up next week uh, where I'll talk about the uh, white supremacist Coast Guard that got busted. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, released a uh, study that showed that there's a rise in white hate groups and then i'll talk about uh what we should expect for reparations all right as uh, foundational black americans all right one 